Welcome to the Chick Monks Podcast, where we explore the spiritual path of contemplative Christianity with a female voice and perspective. A reading from the letter to the Galatians. This is what I mean. So long as the heir is a minor, he's no better off than a slave. Even though the whole estate is his, he is under guardians and trustees until the date fixed by his father. And so it is with us. During our childhood, we were slaves to the elemental spirits of the universe. But when the term was completed, God sent his own son, born of a woman, born under the law, to purchase freedom for the subjects of the law in order that we might attain the status of sons. To prove that you're sons, God has sent into our hearts the spirit of his son crying, Abba, Father, you are therefore no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then also by God's own act, an heir. I've had a bit of a tumultuous relationship with Paul ever since really questioning my reading of scripture as not just a literal interpretation to take it at face value. I've found a lot more peace reading the Gospels because they take me face to face with Jesus. But Paul, Paul is difficult. Paul has been interpreted historically as a misogynist, as a rule keeper. In the West, we've shaped Christianity much more about the do's and don'ts and the restrictions that Paul seems to give in his letters rather than really about the teachings of Jesus. And so for that reason, I have been hesitant to read Paul, much less preach on Paul's writings. Now, as you heard, and I'm sure are very aware, this letter, like the rest of the Bible, was written through a patriarchal lens. So it talks about sonship and heirs and slaves and a lot of other things that are remarkably irrelevant and even offensive to our society today. But instead of trying to unpack all of the difficult language and parse through it and talk about how to read that, which is an important conversation, instead of getting stuck in those weeds, I want to share with you what happened when I started to read Paul as a mystic. Instead of trying to figure out how to put myself into his context historically, I decided what if I read his words as someone who has had a life-changing encounter with Christ and never intended his words to be taken literally as face value truth. Now listen, I haven't talked to Paul. I can't tell you if this is what he intended when he wrote it, but I can tell you that this reading of scripture, reading it as a meditative, mystical text to lead me to an encounter with God, with truth and with love, That has changed the way that I know God and the way that I read the Bible. And so I want to show you what could happen when you read Paul like a mystic. Starting with this section, Paul says it's like this. You are always God's children. Always. There is a spiritual reality that if you give yourself to Christ, to the love that binds all things together, the unitive force that is the spirit of Christ and embodied in Jesus, if you give yourself to that, 
that becomes the defining reality about who we are. It's the family we belong in, and it's the family of God. So he's saying there is never a time that you were not a child of God, but there was a time that you couldn't live like it. And then he gives this illustration of a child who is an heir to an estate. This child is an heir, but when he's young, he can't have access to the things that he will one day inherit. He has teachers and tutors and managers and whatever else high society little boys had at that time. And Paul says that it's like that for us. There's a time that we couldn't live as children of God. We were still children being raised in the elemental forces of the world. But think of it. Think of the power being a child of God if you actually believed that. Think of the access, the influence, the inheritance. All of it is yours and has been all along. Sure, for a while we couldn't get to it and we had to live this material life consumed in the material world, living by the rules and restrictions of a much less powerful person, but it was just to grow up. These systems and structures around us, the way that things seem to work, cause and effect, linear thinking, this lens of time that we're living in and this material reality, none of it's permanent. It was never permanent. And what I'm telling you is that the whole initiation, the coronation, the finalizing of the paperwork to make you the heir and the inheritance of God to be yours, all of that is done because of Jesus. He made it accessible for each of us to live as though we were children of God. And to prove it, you can feel the same spirit that he lived by, the love that binds all things together. You can feel it moving in your heart, and that is how you know that you're a child of God. That spirit draws you into the mystery of life. Who is God? What is God? Who am I? What am I, really? And there, in the mystery, you discover what was true all along. But finally, you have a helper, a guide, an older brother who's been there, a teacher to help you to see it and to live into it. Children of God, you are already made for this. You are made to continue to bring about the Christ, this love here and now. You are made to be a child of God part of a family much bigger and much more powerful than you perceive yourself to be. And this family is built on nothing but love. Pure, perfect, unconditional love. You don't need another person to tell you what a horrible excuse for a human you are. And to be clear, the voice of love, the spirit that tells you who you are, tells you that everything, everything, everything Everything about you is perfectly loved. It all belongs. You, child of God, are made for love. You are made of love. And the sooner that you return to that love, the more peace, freedom, joy, the more power you will live in. Listen, 
You are a perfectly lovable human, doing the best you can. But now this part takes courage. It takes courage because it means that you have to start trusting a different voice altogether. Instead of the voice that you listen to, that you know who tells you what a useless, broken, hopeless piece of garbage you are. You trust instead the voice that says, I love you. I love all of that about you. You don't have to change a thing. Unconditional love is hard to receive, harder to believe, but it's who you are. It's your birthright. It is literally what you're meant for. Child of God, look no further for the answers to your questions. This is why you are here. This is your destiny. Be brave enough to be loved. Amen. Amen.